Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. I'm going to be your host for this evening. Um, it's great to see everyone. Thank you for tuning in for those of you watching. Um, and welcome to the new year. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're into the thick of it now. Um, you know, things are starting to transpire. Um, hopefully everyone's well on their way to making 2022 a phenomenal year. Um, and, you know, I know all of us have set lots of resolutions and goals and targets for the new year. And I hope that everyone um, has been doing a good job of keeping on top of those and, uh, you know, really carrying those in um, throughout the year, throughout the year with that. Um, but one of the things, I mean, we're going to jump right into it today um, that I would like to talk about is, and I think it's important to reflect on, is sort of what we learned in 2021. Um, because 2021 was a pivotal and very important year for a lot of us. Um, and as we can see, a, a lot of things from 2021 are sort of being carried over into the new year with us. Um, and I think going into new year, we can look back and revisit 2021 and look at all of the lessons um, that presented themselves to us. Um, and for those, you know, those friends I have that are also here in Ontario and in Canada, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of the same same kind of thing carrying over into 2022. I know a lot of us didn't want to see that. And a lot of us are um, super disappointed that 2022 has got off to a supremely rocky start, um, but it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, um, we can sort of embrace sort of, you know, the, the storm that has, you know, fallen upon us and, um, look for ways to to move throughout 2022 in an optimistic and positive way. Um, and that's the most important thing. That's what's going to make 2022 a great year is sort of embracing the lack of control that we have over the current situation um, that seems to just be never ending at this point. Um, and of course, yes, I am talking about the pandemic, um, among other things, among other things. Um, but um, I mean, 2021 taught us a lot. Um, and I know a lot of people have said that 2021 sucked or it wasn't a great year. Uh, people just want to forget 2021. I mean, I felt as if 2021 flew by. Um, I think a lot of people have that in common with me. Um, the past two years, so ever since the beginning of this sort of pandemic, I feel like we've been in fast forward. We've been living life at like two times speed or something like that, um, which is which is crazy. Um, you know, we want to make the most out of make the most out of the time that we're given here um, on this great planet Earth. So, um, you know, for 2022, let's not let that mush together with 2020 and 2021 as, you know, the proclaimed worst years of a lot of our lives. I mean, I don't feel that way. I think that 2020 and 2021, for me anyway, were super transitional and two of the greatest years um, that I've had of my life thus far. So, I mean, let's make 2022 
a great year. And, you know, if you, if you tuned into the last podcast I recorded, um, we talked about setting goals for 2022 and sort of, you know, how to go about programming your GPS for success um, and doing a life audit and monthly meetings and and setting up these really good goals for yourself. Um, Another really good, important thing that I like to do um, sort of at the beginning of every year um, is reflecting back on the previous year. And that's what we're going to talk about today is sort of what I learned in 2021. Um, And I learned a lot in 2021. And I want to share some of that knowledge with everyone here. And I'm going to talk about the 10 top things that I learned in 2021 that I'm going to be carrying with me into the new year. And I'm going to share those with you. And so we're going to jump right into it. Um, The first thing that I learned in 2021 throughout this entirety of the craze and the madness that sort of was bestowed on us as a nation is that your well-being always comes first. Um, And that's an important lesson that I hope everybody learned. Um, If not, in 2021 that hopefully we're learning this year or we're learning um, soon um, because it's important and it's true. Um, With the pandemic and everything that happened in 2021, um, it affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And, you know, there were health concerns, there were mental health concerns, emotional concerns. Um, People were separated from their families. People didn't get to see their friends. Um, And I think that in that madness, a lot of um, self-care got lost and people, you know, started to put themselves into their work um, or they started to feel lost in terms of, well, I can't go to work, but I can't see my friends and I can't see my family um, and I can't do all these activities that I normally do. Um, And so we just kind of existed. And um, I think that a lot of us forgot that um, our well-being is, is always our utmost priority. And so in 2022, um, you know, one vow that I've made for myself is that my mental health and, you know, my well-being as a, as a human being comes before all else. And, um, you know, that was, like, this is my number one lesson because it's probably the most important one. Um, you know, I think we've already discovered that 2022 is not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be much different than 2021 was in terms of sort of the environment around us. We're experiencing a lot of the same things that we were, um, but it's up to us to to make sure that our individual experiences are different from what they were in 2021. And, um, you know, it's important to be kind to ourselves and to give ourselves some grace too, because um, living in a pandemic is not easy. And we've been doing it now for a couple of years. So I know a couple of us have, have got the hang of it, but we know for those of us that um, are super disappointed by, you know, sort of the lack of progress that we've been making in terms of um, getting through this, um, you know, it's important to, to be careful with yourself and to just remind yourself that it's okay to, you know, not be as productive, quote unquote, productive as, as you would like to be, or, um, you know, it's, it's okay to, um, you know, spend a day just, you know, doing the I guess the bare minimum, if some of you would say, um, or it's okay to go a couple of days without, you know, checking off all the boxes on your list. Um, it's okay um, to give yourself a little bit of leniency and a little bit of grace in those situations and to um, confide in your friends and family and, um, you know, be honest with yourself about how you're feeling too, right? Um, and giving yourself the opportunity 
to sort of go through 2022, um, you know, making sure that your well-being and your mental health is being prioritized. Because I think um, that was an issue in 2021 and 2020. Um, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but um, I can speak from, you know, personal experience and in, in the lives of those close to me that a lot of people forgot that um, they were their, their number one supporter and they were their number one priority. So um, in 2022, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm carrying that with me, that lesson that um, we are all, um, our well-beings are all our priorities. Um, my well-being is my priority and, and yours should be yours as well. Um, and sort of the, this, I want to talk about the, the hustle mindset a little bit. I know that um, living in capitalist society in the 21st century, um, a lot of us are encouraged, especially us young individuals who are students um, and who are balancing being students, but also trying to work and, and make money and, and afford houses and things like that and uh, be financially independent, that there's this mindset that you have to be hustling 24-7. And I know um, that that's a hard sort of thing to juggle with the demands of um, everyday life. And, you know, I'm here to say that um, with sort of this first thing that I learned in 2021 about taking care of yourself is that the hustle mindset is not um, a healthy one. Um, and to remember that you don't always have to be grinding 24 seven, you don't have to work, you know, 12 hours a day to, to be successful. Um, you know, so like success, success looks different to everybody, but, um, you know, it's also important to make sure you're taking care of yourself. And so in 2022, let's make sure that we're prioritizing ourselves and our, our mental health um, and making sure that before anything else that, that we are okay. And that if we're not, we're, you know, using the resources available to us to make sure that we can be. Um, and so that's the first and very most important thing that I learned in 2021. Sort of the second thing, I guess, um, we'll move right along here into number two, is the importance of gratitude. Um, I think a lot of us, you know, forget um, how grateful we ought to be for, for what we're given. And if there's anything that taught us, you know, about gratitude, it's this pandemic situation that seems to continue to infiltrate our lives um, and is going to continue into this year as well, I'm sure of it. Um, but sort of this idea of being grateful that for the, for all that we have. Um, and I know a lot of people looked at 2021 and 2020 and were not super satisfied with the way those things played out or those years played out. Um, and, you know, that's, that's okay too. I mean, not every year is going to be a, a milestone or a significant one, but I think that we can do our best to make sure that um, we make our years, um, as meaningful as possible. And um, I think with the, the pandemic, I found that um, there was a lot more to be grateful for that I had simply just not acknowledged prior. Um, and that's something I'm taking into, into 2022 is this gratitude for the people around me, um, the world that I live in, um, sort of the opportunities I've been given um, that we sort of take for granted until they're taken away, right? And I think that's one of um, sort of the positive byproducts of the pandemic was looking at um, sort of when you lost 
a lot of stuff. We lost, lost access to a lot of the luxuries that we had been given in our lives that we had taken for granted. Um, when we lost those things, everyone was kind of like, oh man, I should have, you know, been grateful for the fact that I could, um, you know, go into the store or, or meet friends for coffee or, you know, go to the gym every day or practice, you know, basketball at the gym every day or whatever the case is. Um, those, those hobbies and those things that we had, um, you, know, you know, we could have taken them for granted. Um, and so going into 2022, I think it's important to remember that um, we did lose a lot of our social lives at one point. That may be happening again soon, who knows. Um, but we did lose those things. And so let's be grateful for for that which we do have. Um, but also the pandemic gave us kind of an opportunity to get in touch with our sort of primitive selves. I think a lot of us, when things shut down, I know a lot of people were going on walks and spending time with their family and um, spending time alone and working on you know their personal growth or working on um, their fitness and things like that at a more individual level because you know we weren't allowed to see a lot of people last year or we weren't supposed to be seeing them anyway, I should say. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll not comment further on that, but um, for, for most of us, I think that, you know, we became a lot more grateful for time with ourselves and time with our family and time to work on ourselves. I know I did anyway. Um, I really valued the time that um, I was given, not to say I didn't, you know, miss uh, sort of my quote unquote regular life of, of going places and going to classes and, and meeting my friends on campus and spending time with, you know, um, friends outside of school and things like that. But I did also really enjoy the time spent with my close family um, that I was locked down with or with myself um, and, you know, working on myself and finding ways to improve myself. And I think that that gratitude that um, I carried throughout 2020 and 2021 um, led to those two years to be some of the best years that I've had thus far. And, you know, I'm optimistic that 2022 is going to be even better um, if I can continue to, to be grateful for those things. So um, going into 2022, um, you know, that's the second most important thing I learned and that I want to share with you is to just be grateful for what you do have, um, not to sort of focus on what's being taken away or what we're lacking at this specific point in time, but sort of what we do have to, to be grateful for and what we do have to sort of hone in on and um, carry with us throughout the year, I think is, is super important and can make this year so much more enjoyable than if you're just to sort of look at it as a continuation of the pandemic and all of the, you know, remind us of the, the hardships that we've gone through in the past. Um, so those are the first two things. Um, I'm going to get to more of them um, after this quick break, but yes, it is time to take a brief break. Um, and when we get back, we will be talking about um, the remainder of the 10 things that I learned in 2021. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. I'm your host for this evening, and you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. Be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health 
which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, before we went on break, um, I started off by talking about two of the most important things I learned um, in 2021. One being that your well-being always comes first, and second is that um, practicing gratitude is is one of the most amazing things. And uh, I guess one thing I should mention is one way that you can practice gratitude is by keeping um, a gratitude journal. And that's something I actually started last year. Um, and a good time to do this is either either right in the morning when you first wake up or right before you're about to go to bed. I always do it at night before bed because I find that it sort of helps reduce my cortisol levels right before I'm trying to go to bed, um, you know, to take away all of the stressful thoughts about all the things I have to get done the next day. Um, and sort of replaces them with um, thoughts of, of gratefulness and thankfulness for all of the things that occur throughout the day that I have to be grateful for. And um, I encourage, you know, if, if you're listening um, and you realize that you would like to practice more gratitude in your life to try using a gratitude journal. Um, and all this has to look like is, um, you know, keeping a, a notebook and, and for that day, just reflecting on everything that happened that day that that you can be grateful for. Um, and that could, you know, it could be small, big, it could be seemingly insignificant, or it can be huge. Um, you know, um, maybe, you know, you um, had a phone call with a friend and you realized that that individual was a super good support for you and you're really grateful for them. So maybe that's one thing that you add to your list, or maybe um, you went to Starbucks and someone made you the best coffee that you've ever had. Um, and that's something else to be grateful for. It could be as small, as big as you need, um, and, you know, gratitude journals, I really like, um, because when, you know, you are experiencing some negative emotions like stress or anxiety or, or whatever, um, you know, common emotions that are, um, you know, prevalent for many of us, um, you can revisit these and just remind yourself of, of everything that, that you have to, to be grateful for in your life. Um, so those are the first two things that I learned in 2021. Um, the third thing is sort of reframing your mind um, in terms of um, I get to versus I have to. And this is, this was one of the, the hardest lessons I learned in 2021. 
Um, I think it's probably going to be the hardest lesson um, for those of you who have yet to learn it too, is um, sort of rephrasing the way you look at things. So I know for me, for example, um, if someone reaches out to me, you know, a family member or a friend and says, oh, you know, what's up today? Or, um, you know, what's on the agenda for today? I automatically say, oh, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. Or like, I have to record a podcast, for example, or I have to go grocery shopping, or I, you know, I have to go to class at 11. Um, I have to. Um, it's an obligation when you say it like that um, versus, you know, oh, what are you doing today? Oh, well, I get to record a podcast at noon and I, and I get to go grocery shopping after that, or I get to go to class in the morning. Um, when you say I get to, it's, it's more of um, less of an obligation and more of an opportunity. And it may seem like a small trivial thing, but um, what I learned in 2021 is that the way that you phrase it can make so much difference in, in how you feel about it. Um, you know, I find that if I say, you know, I have to do this, it becomes a burden. It's like, oh, I have to do that. Um, you know, that's not really something I want to do when I say I have to do it, but, you know, I get to do that. You know, I get to go, you know, to class and, and learn all these amazing things and sit along alongside some amazing students and people that I enjoy collaborating with. Um, and I get to learn more about um, the things that, you know, really light me up inside. I get to go to class at 11, right? And so I know I learned this last year and I made it sort of my mission to try and, and be as um, opportunity framed as I could and, and say, you know, I don't have to do it. I get to do this. This is an opportunity for me. Um, and I think what, you know, what it boils down to for me is that um, it's such a gift to be able to, you know, wake up every day and, and do what you love to do. Um, and for the most part, um, you know, a lot of my life I, I love. So, um, and I hope that's the same for a lot of you. I hope that you guys wake up and, and do things that you love every day. Um, and, you, and you get to do those things, right? It's not I have to do those things. It's I get to do them. Um, and for me, saying I get to do them just gave me a positive mindset for the rest of the day. And, and I always felt a lot better after saying that. Um, so, yeah, that was the third thing I learned in 2021 is just to, you know, the small ways that you phrase things can make a huge difference in your mood and your behavior throughout the entire day. Um, you know, I guess an important thing to remember is that, um, you know, people went to bed last night and didn't, and didn't wake up this morning. And, and you did, if you're listening to this, you did. Um, so um, be grateful for that. And, you know, don't treat it as an obligation that you, you know, you have to pick your kids up from school. You have to go to work today or you, you know, you have to go um, spend time with, with your sister today. It's, you know, I get to do those things. I get to take my kids to school. I get to go spend time with my sister. I get to go, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Treat it as an opportunity. And, and I promise that, um, you know, you'll appreciate it a lot more and you'll be a lot more, um, you know, grateful for it in the long run. And so that was, that was the third thing I learned in 2021 is sort of how to rephrase the way that I looked at um, my sort of expectations um, or opportunities as an individual. Um, I guess the fourth thing um, that I learned, which is a super important one, is to stop trying to control everything. And I think if, you know, anything has taught us that it's this experience of the pandemic and I keep talking about it, but um, I'm a firm believer that the pandemic has a lot to offer. Yes. There's a lot of negative things that came out of it, but um, 
there's a lot of positive that came out of it, at least in my life. And I think if everyone looks hard enough, they can find something um, positive that came out of the pandemic as well. And for me, it was learning to um, accept the fact that I cannot control everything. And I think that's an issue for a lot of us. Um, I'll, I'm happy to admit it. Maybe not happy, but I'm, you know, I'm comfortable admitting that, you know, I like to control things. Maybe I have a little bit of a control problem. You know, I like to control my schedule. I like to control, um, you know, what I eat, what I do in a day. I like to control my money. I like to control my relationships. I think that's, you know, common for a lot of people. Um, and especially in a world that is so unsure, you know, the things that we can control, we like to control and the things that we can't, we like to pretend that we can. And if 2021 taught me anything, it's that I have control over very, very little in my life. I have control of like 0.5% of everything that can happen. Um, and while I do like to have control of those things, I also like to embrace that which I cannot control. And um, that was one of the biggest lessons I learned in 2021. Um, and I think for a lot of us, that was the case is that's why we perceive 2021 and 2020 and sort of those years as years that are so challenging and so negative is because we didn't have a lot of control. We didn't have, a, there was points where we couldn't even leave our house. Um, we couldn't, you know, do what we wanted to do. We had no say in um, whether we worked or we didn't. We had no say in whether we went to school or we didn't. We were just told, you know, this is how it is. Um, you know, go with the flow. And I know for me, um, and a lot of people, that was very stress and anxiety inducing because we're so used to having control over what we do with our lives that when we were told that we had no control over it, um, you know, we started to spiral. And so 2021 kind of taught me that it's okay to, you know, sort of go off the path and have your plans not work out as, as you had planned. And um, to just embrace the fact that we have no control over this virus or this pandemic or um, whether things open or whether things close or, you know, how, for the most part, how the government handles it or how, you know, individual businesses handle it. We have no control over any of that. So um, the things that we do have control over is, you know, our own actions and our own behaviors um, and our own growth and, and how we choose to embrace that throughout you know this wild um, time that we call life right <laughs> that we call 2021 and I'm going to say slash 2022 because I don't think that it's going away anytime soon um, and I'm okay with that I realize that I can't control that 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 is something that is beyond you know my means so um, yeah that was one of the important things I also learned in 2021 is that control is overrated we control nearly nothing um, and we have to accept the fact that we have control over very, very little in our lives. So let's embrace the lack of control and let's move forward and figure out how to embrace this unsurety and um, to take advantage of, of the time that we are given away from um, you know, our schedules and the demands of a busy, busy life that we've all, um, you know been been bestowed upon us right and one of the main things that I think factor into this idea of lack of control is 
um, acceptance and just accepting that, um, you know, things don't always go as planned and, and that's okay, right? So that was the fourth thing I learned in 2021 is that I have control over very little and that's okay. Uh, the fifth thing, so we're halfway through at this point, but the fifth thing that I learned in 2021 is to avoid the regrets of the dying. So I read a book last year um, and it was called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware and highly recommend it. Very, very good book, very thought provoking. Um, I was just having a conversation um, with someone close to me the other day and I said, you know what, I'm going to buy you this book because I think you'll really get something out of it. But in the book, um, there are five regrets that, five common regrets, um, they're not all of them by any means, but five common ones that individuals who were terminally ill gave um, as regrets that they had throughout their life. And I'll sort of list them here. One was that they wished they had the courage to live a life truer to themselves and not the life of what others expected of them. Um, so to live in accordance with what they wanted and not with what others expected of them, whether that be their parents, um, their family members, their friends, whatever. Um, it's just to live a life true of themselves. The second sort of regret was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. So I think for a lot of us, we get lost in our work and um, we use our work as an excuse to sort of grind through whatever's going on in our life. Um, we sort of get lost in our work and, you know, there is this motivation to, to make it big and to work as hard as you can now so you can enjoy life later. And to a degree, yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, working hard is important, but I also think the enjoyability of your life is more important. Um, and this is one of the, the regrets of the dying was that they had worked so hard, but now they were at the point where they're supposed to be enjoying their life. Um, and, you know, we really don't have any knowledge of, of how long our life's going to last, right? So I think it's um, important to make sure we're enjoying our lives every moment of every day. Um, the third thing, uh, the third regret was I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings more. Um, a lot of the time people um, don't share their, their true feelings, their true emotions. And this is one of the, the regrets that these individuals discussed in the book. And the fourth was that um, I wish I didn't stay in touch with my friends. So I know this kind of goes in hand in hand with the working component um, that we're so busy grinding and hustling that uh, we lose sort of focus of, of those things that are really important to us. And the last regret was, I wish I had let, um, let myself be happier. And that sort of ties in with that too. These are not mutually exclusive things. They all kind of join together. But reading that book in 2021, um, you know, sort of put me in the mindset that, you know, the pandemic's not necessarily a horrible thing because it allowed, you know, it gave us less time to work. A lot of us weren't going to work. So we had... I mean, a lot of us were going to work and we're working harder and I understand that. And there was a lot of us that were at home and had the opportunity to connect more with our friends and family and had the opportunity to connect more with the things that made us happy um, and, you know, to enjoy learning about ourselves and connecting with those around us. So that's, you know, one of the reasons why I think the pandemic um, wasn't all purely bad. I don't think anything's purely bad. I think there was good and bad to both, both good and bad to it. Um, but that was the, the fifth thing in, in this book was um, super um, important for me during 2021 and reminding me of um, sort of what, what the point of, of life was and 
um, how to avoid those regrets that this author laid out in the book. And, um, you know, 2021, and I think 2022 is they're going to be very similar in making sure that we're not working ourselves to the bone and that we're, you know, acknowledging these important um, aspects of our lives, such as relationships um, and happiness and, and love and those things too, right? So that was the fifth thing I learned. Um, there's five more things that I learned, but we are going to take a quick break and then we'll get to the rest of the five when we come back. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network, and we'll be right back with the next five things. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, before we went to break, we were chatting about um, the 10 things that I learned in 2021 and we went through and discussed the first five. Now we're going to touch on the next five um, and I guess we'll jump right into it. So the sixth thing that I learned um, was to do more of what you like and less of what you don't. Um, and, you know, this is a fun one for me. And I think it's one that a lot of people don't necessarily think about because there's tons of stuff um, in life that we do that we don't necessarily, you know, love doing, you know, those um, sort of those little tasks of everyday life that um, are essential, um, but they don't really light us up. 
you know, um, running errands and, and phone calls and chores and things like that. Um, and of course, we have to do those, you know, that's, that's not really what I'm talking about here. Um, you know, those are things that that are part of everyday life that, you know, you can enjoy if, if you know, you put your mind to it, um, but that are not, you know, um, just intrinsically enjoyable to a lot of us. But um, in terms of doing more of what you like is identifying what it is that really lights you up inside. And again, I think that um, the pandemic has been an awesome um, tool for us to, to sort of figure out what it is that, you know, we, we do love to do. And I know for me, for example, um, through the pandemic, I got in touch with a lot of things that um, I hadn't done in a while that I forgot were things that I enjoyed doing. Um, I mean, hiking was one of them. It was something that I never had a lot of time to do before everything closed down. And um, as soon as, you know, gyms were closed and recreational activities stopped, um, that was something I started doing again. And I realized, why did I ever stop doing this in the first place? Because I really love it. And I think it was just getting caught up again in the hustle and bustle and the demands of everyday life um, that we, we sort of forgot about, or I forgot anyway, about some of these aspects of life that I love so much and that were really meaningful to me. And so, um, you know, that's something that I vowed to do more of. And I did a lot of it last year and I plan on doing it a lot of, a lot of it this year. Um, and, and, and as opposed to like doing less of the things that you don't like. And I mean, I don't mean that you, you, you know, you're not supposed to do any of the things that you have to do. Um, I know we just talked about, um, I get to versus I have to do it. So I guess I should rephrase that and, you know, not doing those little chores that you get to do, um, but, you know, being more in tune with what it is that you love and carving out time to make sure that you are doing the things that you love, um, you know, in correspondence with, with the things that are um, simply just um, chores or um, responsibilities and requirements. But also, you know, if there's things that, you know, maybe you just really don't like, um, you know, going to a certain social event with your family, maybe that's just not your jam. And, you know, you want to do less of it and that's okay. Like you're allowed to, to voice the, you know, the fact that you don't want to engage in that activity. Um, and I think it's about being aware and then being confident enough to say, Hey, you know what? I actually rather spend my time doing, you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, and that, and that's okay. Right. Like life is, life is short and you should be able to do the things that you love to do and not be super worried about doing the things that um, you don't love doing. So that was one thing I learned in 2021 is that I have no obligation to do um, these tasks that I don't love doing. And I have every responsibility to myself to do the tasks that I do love doing. And that's something I'm taking forward with me into the new year as well. Um, the, seventh, the seventh thing um, that I learned in 2021 is to step outside your comfort zone. Um, and this is a tough one for a lot of people. Um, it was tough for me. It still is tough for me. Um, but I push myself every day to try and do it, um, is to embrace the fact that we, um, are transitional beings and that, you know, our lives are not one linear, um, sort of pathway is that, you know, change happens and things happen and it's up to us to sort of, um, move and go with the flow and, to sort of um, step outside our comfort zone when, when we're given the opportunity to. And there's no better time than during a pandemic to 
step outside your comfort zone and, and challenge yourself and to challenge, you know, what you know to be true of you. And, um, you know, try new things. What better time now when, when there's, quote unquote, nothing to do because everything's locked down than to, you know, take up a new hobby. You know, maybe you start playing an instrument. Maybe you try learning a new language. Maybe you um, start building model airplanes, whatever, you know, suits your fancy. Try something new. Step outside your comfort zone. Do something that you've never done before and you will grow so much because of it. I know that's something that I did last year um, and that I'm pushing myself to do even more this year is um, to learn new things. One of my goals this year is to learn a new instrument um, because it's something that I've always wanted to learn how to do. And what better time um, than now when, you know, we're stuck at home and, um, you know, we've just been given the grace of, of a new year. So what better time than, than now, right? Step outside your comfort zone, learn something new, embrace it. Um, you know, I always say that on the edge of our comfort zone, you know, is where all of our greatest desires lie, right? When we're in our comfort zone, yeah, things are easy, but, you know, you're never going to experience any change because, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over and over. Um, and I mean, if that's the way that you want to, to live your life, then that's your prerogative and there's no judgment. That's, that's awesome for you. Um, but I know for myself, um, I want to continue pushing myself to be better and better and better. And the only way to do that is to push myself outside my comfort zone. Um, because inside your comfort zone, you just stay the same. It's outside your comfort zone where you experience growth and, and all those great things that make life worth living. So I know for myself, I've been pushing myself. And in 2021, that was one of the most important things I learned is that getting outside your comfort zone is truly amazing thing. And, you know, it can help you a lot, a lot as a person to grow. Um, and it can help the people around you too, because if you're growing and you're becoming better, the people around you are seeing that and they're noticing, you know, Hey, Ashley's really, you know, changing and she's, you know, she's doing this and she's doing that. And, you know, she's kind of inspiring me to, you know, get outside my comfort zone and, and try something new as well. Um, and it's sort of a ripple effect from there. So, um, that was the, the seventh thing that I learned in 2021 that was pivotal and super important to me. Um, the eighth thing was to develop a great network. Um, and this one is super, super important. I mean, these aren't in any specific order. I keep saying that everyone's the most important, but they all are super important. But the eighth one, yeah, building a great network, so important, especially in a time when we were not able to see people face to face. I know it's hard to do to build relationships when you're not supposed to be seeing anyone, but I think now is a good time to prepare yourself and to build those relationships, you know, in case we see, you know, another form of lockdown or another period of unsurety is to lean into those relationships that you have with people, whether that's your family or your friends or your colleagues or your coworkers, your neighbors, whoever those people are, maybe they're mentors, maybe you're a mentor, maybe they're your mentee. Whatever those relationships are, lean into them and build networks with people. You know, build, you know, surround yourself with people that build you up and that you can also build up, that, you know, surround yourself with um, people that are also on a personal growth journey, if that's the journey you're on. Um, people that give you energy. You know, I'm always of the mindset that there's kind of two types of people out there there's the people, the batteries, the people that give you energy and the black holes, the people that take your energy, um, to put it bluntly. Um, and, you know, who do you want to be surrounded by? 
Do you want to be surrounded by a group of people that give you energy and encourage you to be the person you want to be and to do the things you want to do? Or do you want to be surrounded by a network of people that, you know, sort of cower at your, at your accomplishments and they don't really encourage you to be the best version of yourself. They don't encourage you to do the things that you want to do. They don't push you outside their comfort zone. You know, and whatever your choices is up to you. Um, there's no judgment behind them, but you know, what kind of network do you want to have? And how can you get the network you want to have? Do you need a new mentor? Do you need to go out and find someone to mentor you? And maybe it's, um, you know, you want to learn to learn, maybe you want to learn a new language and maybe you need a mentor, someone who has learned a new language or someone who speaks that language to help you. Or maybe you want to start a new business and you need a mentor, uh, you know, someone who, who owns their own business and runs a successful business. How are you going to find those people? You know, maybe you have a friend group that isn't super supportive and that you're not super tied to. How are you going to find new friends to people that, um, you know, how are you going to make new friendships with people that, you know, are in line with, with your desires, right? So building a network is super important. And that's something I learned in 2021 is that the people you surround yourself with are going to influence who you are. Um, and I know it's it's been said before that, you know, you're you're the most like the, the five people that you spend the most time with is, is who you are. You know, if, if you're surround yourself with five super physically fit people, you'll be the sixth, right? If you surround yourself with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Um, and I'm a firm believer in that is that you're kind of a combination of the people you spend the most time with. So who are you spending your time with? Right. Is that do you want to be like them? If yes, then great. If no, then maybe you got to ask yourself how to build a better network. Um, so that was the eighth thing I learned. There are a couple more things I learned. Um, they will be the last, but the not, le not the least. Um, we'll get to them shortly, but we are going to take a quick break. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back. Um, before we went to break, we'd gotten through eight of the things that I learned in 2021. I do have two more things to share with you. Uh, like I said, these are not in order of any significance. They're all super important. Um, there just happens to be 10 of them. And um, so we're going to just jump right in and, and get to the last two. Um, the ninth thing that I learned in 2021 that is super important to me um, is to laugh more. Um, I love laughing. 
Um, laughing is one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I love to make people laugh. I love to laugh. And I think in a world, you know, like the one that we live in, I think laughter is super important. And especially in a, in a hard year where things are uncertain and we're facing adversity and we're facing, you know, difficult situations. I think that laughter is like the antidote to all of it. And so one of the things I learned in 2021 is to make yourself laugh as much as possible, find things to laugh at. Um, I mean, not in a malicious, you know, evil way, but laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Um, you know, nothing's, you know, days are not going to be perfect, right? You're not going to, you're never going to have a perfect day. Um, I mean, if you have, then, then kudos to you. I certainly have not in my 23 years of life have not yet had a perfect day. Um, but, you know, I find that laughter makes, you know, sort of some of the trouble that I experience and that a lot of us experience in the daily sort of challenges of life, um, it makes it more enjoyable. So I don't know, maybe um, you are driving to work and, you know, you, 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 re- you run a yellow light or something and you get pulled over and, you know, you're really ticked off about it. Um, and you get a ticket and, and, and all of that, and you're late to work and um, you spill your coffee going in um, in the front doors of the office after you're already an hour and a half late from being pulled over. And maybe it wouldn't take that long, but we're going to exaggerate and say it was an hour and a half late. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, you can either be really ticked off about, you know, the events that transpired, which I mean, you know, fair that those are annoying things that have happened and, you know, annoying things happen to us every day where you can find something to laugh at, right? Laugh at the fact that, I mean, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I ran the yellow light and then I tripped coming into work and spilled my coffee all down my shirt. Like what a, like what a dork, right? Don't take yourself too seriously. Laugh at yourself. Um, There's humor in everything and I'm really good at finding the humor in everything. And I hope that, you know, you guys can be good at that as well, you know, going into 2022. Um, because it really, you know, lightens up life a lot. And, you know, one of the things with my friends that we always discuss is, is, you know, how to make every day just as funny as possible um, and to, to find things to laugh at um, because it is, it is super important for your mental health. Um, and it's really good for those people around you too. If, if you're laughing, then you should be there laughing too. Um, and you can change not only the sort of trajectory of your day, but you can also change, you know, the people around you's day as well. So that's something to keep in mind. And the 10th, so the final thing that I learned, and it's not the only thing I learned in 2021, but it's the summary of the most important things I learned in 2021 is just to be kind to yourself and to others, right? Um, We're living in a tough time um, and I just, you know, it's going to get, to be blunt, it's going to just keep getting tougher and tougher as as the years go on. Um, But it doesn't have to be, you know, something that's unenjoyable and miserable and hard. Um, life is fun. If you allow it to be life's enjoyable, if you find the enjoyment in it, um, you know, choose to find love over hate and choose to enjoy your life. And, um, you know, one of the, the sort of principles that I live by is to make every moment of every day as enjoyable as possible. And how can I do that? You know, every morning I set out and I say, how can I make every moment of this day as enjoyable as possible? And what does that look like? Maybe for you, it's, taking a walk in nature in the morning. Maybe that's something that really lights you up inside. Or maybe it's, you really like Starbucks coffee. So maybe it's grabbing a Starbucks coffee in the afternoon to sort of, you know, boost your mood that day. 
it's sort of recognizing, um, you know, what's meaningful to you and what is going to make your day as good as possible. Because that's all we can do right now is take things one day at a time. Um, you know, we can set goals for the future and we can look to the future. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we got to take it one day at a time and figure out how to make each day its own sort of masterpiece in terms of, you know, our enjoyment of life. And that's, you know, one thing that I learned in 2021 is that, you know, I can have as many plans for the future as I want, but there's always things that are the pandemic, right? It's, it's gonna shuffle our plans a bit and throw us for a loop and that's okay. We take it one day at a time, um, you know, be kind to ourselves, be kind to those around you um, because other people are going through, um, I mean, a similar situation, a lot of people are going through the pandemic as well, but um, everyone's different too, right? Everyone's going through different stuff. So if we're just kind to ourselves and kind to those around us, then I think that, you know, we're doing a pretty good job of staying on top of um, this sort of Corona situation and um, getting through it. Because like I said, 2021 was tough for a lot of people. 2020 was tough. Um, I have a small inclination that 2022 is going to be tough again. So, um, you know, are we going to treat it as a continuation of the past two years or are we going to treat it as an opportunity to move and grow together, to work on ourselves, you know, to work on our futures? And that's, you know, that's up to us. Um, so those were the 10 things I learned. To give a brief summary, number one was your well-being comes first. Number two was to be grateful, maybe keep a gratitude journal. Uh, three was the mindset of I get to versus I have to. The fourth thing was stop trying to control everything, give up your control. The sixth things was to avoid the regrets of the dying. I mentioned a good book in there, the five regrets of the, five regrets of the dying. So if you want to check that out, by all means, I recommend it. Um, the sixth thing was to do more of what you like and less of what you don't like. The seventh thing was to step outside your comfort zone more often. Um, the eighth thing was to develop a great network. Ninth was to laugh more. And 10th was just to be kind to yourself. So those are the 10 things that I learned in 2021. I'm going to be carrying those with me into 2022, and I hope you will as well. Um, I, I, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I hope everybody has a fantastic 2022. Um, you'll be seeing more of me this year as well. Um, thanks all for tuning in. It'll be great to speak with you. And I hope everyone has a fantastic afternoon and a fantastic year. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.